Yo, I'm Damien Roos. Today, new rider rides, training motivation, and cleaning white bikes. You got a question about cycling? I got you covered. But if I can't find the answer, it doesn't exist. This is your cycling questions answered. If you're new to the show, here's the format you ask, I answer. It is really that simple. And just quickly, before we do get into the show, I want to let you know about a free giveaway that I'm running until November 1, where you can win what I'm calling the Ultimate Cycling and Training Analysis Package. And it's going to help you make 2017 your best season ever. It includes one year of Trainer Road, one year of Training Peaks Premium, one license to WKO4, and one custom season-long training plan from Semi-Pro Cycling. You can enter at, now this is a bit clunky, semiprocycling.com forward slash giveaways forward slash training. I will put that link in the show notes on the website and on iTunes, so it'll be pretty easy for you to find it there. And definitely enter this competition. There are no strings attached, and I believe it's a really good prize to get your 2017 kicked off the best way possible. Now, let's get to question one. Any recommendations for an inexpensive trunk mount bike rack? I recently switched from driving a beat up old pickup truck to a shiny new little car. Before I could just toss my bike in the bed of the truck, now I'm going to need a bike rack on a tight budget. I won't actually use it that much, but possibly does exist for an 800 mile round trip about once a year. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Well, it's a bit hard to tell exactly what car model that you do own, but one bike rack I just personally love is the Saris Grand Fondo 2 vertical bike rack. It's a little more aero than being on the top of the car because it sits on the back on a window and you don't need roof racks or a tow ball or tow bar and it opens up with a hatch. But alas, you are talking about a trunk mount. So that won't work. It'll work on any hatchback pretty much that you've got, but it won't work on a trunk. There are other options from Saris. There's the Bones range, and there's also Thule, which have their archway rack. And these two styles allow you to mount it without having a tow ball on the back of your car. It gives you a lot more flexibility without having to mount it on on the tow ball, I believe. One thing that's annoying is that they are a little cumbersome because you have to tie down the straps and do so much fiddling around. I don't know. It's a little give and take here. You're definitely not going to walk around the back of your car and kick your shin on that tow ball. Question two, are fixed gear bikes good? I'm looking to get a bike this week in order to lose weight and become healthier. I've been looking at buying a fixed gear bike as my budget isn't the best. I was wondering, are fixed gear bikes okay? Main objective is to be losing weight and cycling for enjoyment, but I'm clueless as to what I should get. Well, a fixed gear bike is not going to be a great first bike. It's not versatile enough. A single gear bike is going to have limits. And some people like these limits. They see it as a challenge. And they'll go out and ride a single speed mountain bike, for example. But I will say eventually you'll hit the limit that the bike can go. Where you can go, how far you can even ride on this thing. So it might just be an excuse in the end for you to stop riding altogether. And I don't want this to happen. So I want you to hit cycling right and 
have a better start with a bike that gives you the opportunity to explore the full experience that cycling can offer you without any bike restrictions. And then you're only limited by yourself. And that way you can see the developments in yourself, in your fitness, in your weight loss, or whatever your motivation is for getting on the bike in the first place. And you don't have to worry about other things. So in any case, here's my suggestion on bikes for a budget. Hit the classifieds. Hit the classifieds hard. Look for a secondhand bike. It's going to be your best value for money. And by the time a bike hits the classifieds, it's pretty much at the bottom of its price. And you could probably sell it for around the same price as well if you do want to upgrade because you've fallen in love with cycling. So it's hard to guess exactly what type of bike will suit you without more info. But I'm guessing that you want to ride on the roads or the bike paths rather than the dirt. And you're considering a fixed gear. So maybe you want a flat bar bike like a hybrid. And Maybe I wouldn't necessarily say get a hybrid because it's a little limiting, but in this case, I think it's going to be a good starter bike if weight loss is your first goal because it's going to put you in a comfortable position and my main goal here really is just to keep you riding. Go for a standard hybrid from a big name brand like Giant or Trek. You don't want any Target or Walmart specials. You don't want any lame beach cruisers or step-throughs or three-speed bikes. They have their purpose, but if you want to ride and keep extending the riding, then You don't want to go on a bike that's going to struggle. For the same reasons you wouldn't get a fixed gear, these bikes have limitations. For me, age of the bike isn't a concern here. It's more about how much use it's had and how well it's been looked after. Even something sitting in the shed can be better off than something that's not ridden a lot but not taken care of. So look for wear on the paint beyond just normal scratches and things from cables. Look for spiky teeth and generally dirty and sloppy drivetrain and chain. And look for any new parts. This may be an indicator of something happening to the bike and they've had to swap something out. It may also just be other reasons if they can explain it to you, then there really isn't any problem with that. But here's five bikes that I've put together under 350 bucks that I chose from the LA Craigslist and PS. I can see why you wanted to go for a fix. It seems like everybody's offloading them because that trend has well and truly gone. Bike number one, a Marin road bike. It's not a hybrid, so there's a little bit of a compromise here, but it's 350 bucks, and potentially you couldn't even put flat bars on it if you wanted to go that way. The second one is a Schwinn Men's Dodger 28-inch hybrid bike, 220 bucks. So this is one that I would be looking at. It does have disc brakes, which can be a little tricky and a little bit more of a higher maintenance if you don't know what you're doing and you can't sort of deal with them yourself. So you've got to consider that. Number three, a Trek Multitrack 7100 hybrid commuter men's bike. This is a do-it-all type of bike and this is exactly what I was thinking about when I was thinking about a hybrid bike. Number four, a Fuji 2.0 Absolute. This thing looks pretty good. It looks like somebody had the bug initially and it's faded away and they're just trying to get rid of the bike and I think these are the types of bikes that you want to jump on. Number five, a 2015 Black Trek 7.1 FX hybrid bicycle, the same as number three, a little bit more expensive but This is the type of bike that you should be hunting down. And there were plenty of these bikes on Craigslist. A couple of extra points here. Before you test ride these bikes, go to a local bike shop that will be your go-to shop and make it be known that you are starting cycling and they are the guys or girls that you're going to go in and spend your money with. Buy some clothing, some spares, some tubes, etc. And then ask them about bikes. Say you're going to buy a secondhand bike just to start out. And I think they'll agree with you that it's a good place to start. But then ask 
ask them about sizes and what size they think you should get and you'll have a better idea of what bikes you should be looking for when you're looking in the classifieds. Then once you have the bike, take it to the shop, get a service, even if it's a basic one. If it hasn't had anything done to it, go all out. And then get them to eye you over while you're sitting on the bike rather than paying for a complete bike fit. And this will give you a really good start on positioning and hopefully comfort and you'll be riding for years to come. And maybe when you upgrade, you'll buy a bike from this shop and that's why they're going to help you. But definitely good luck and welcome. Question three, I'm scouting around for a new bike currently. Another bike question, as I will be needing one in six months from now, currently I own three bikes, one Cube Hardtail, one Specialized Enduro and one Dedekachi. Is that how you say it? Dedekachi, Dedekachi. Dedicacci road bike. In the next six months, I will sell my specialized enduro bike and my road bike, replacing them with one bike, which will hopefully be able to last years to come and take whatever is thrown at it. Specifically, I want a bike that is either steel or titanium tubing, large tire clearance, disc brakes, and something that is capable of taking racks and panniers and a third bottle mount. I've looked around at a lot of bikes now, and I find that most bikes will be quite slow on the road, which I don't want as I ride a lot of long distances on the road. However, I also desire a bike we can take on the Tour Divide in coming years. So if I could get one bike that fits this description, what would it be? Budget is 6,000 buckaroos. All right. I think you've gone into a bike shop and you've looked at touring bikes. You've wanted some eyelets to mount some racks and then panniers on top of those. If you go down that route, you're going to find all those bikes super chill, super relaxed. The frames are relaxed. And so they don't feel like fast bikes. And they're just going to be cruising bikes pretty much. So to me, I would ditch the idea of panniers and racks and go down the bike packing route. I discussed the basics of bikepacking in my last show. It'll give you a good primer for what you need. But basically, you can put it on any bike you want. And you could just go for a standard road bike. But if you're wanting to do something that's a little more adventurous, like the Tour Divide, then you're going to need something akin to a gravel bike or a CX, a cyclocross bike. But there is a new category invented by Cannondale with their slate, the Cannondale slate. And it's an aluminium bike, so it's metal versus being carbon. I know you wanted to go for titanium or steel, but it's definitely suited for what you want. It takes up to a 42mm tyre. It's a 650B, so with a 42mm tyre, you're talking around the same size as a 700C wheel with a 28mm tyre, so there's no real compromise there, except you're going to get a load more traction and comfort. But I think the position is still quite aggressive on this bike. It has 30 millimeters of travel up front, which is a little interesting, but I think this weird kind of 30 mils up front is going to help you when you want to do some off-road riding that's a little bit more than just your average fire road or gravel track or whatever. So the Cannondale Slate for me is a bit of an option, and the top of the range one is about four and a half grand, so it comes under your budget, which means you have room to add the extra bikepacking bags and other kits so you can get on the road fully loaded for your 6000 bucks. 
it might not be a hardcore mountain bike, but I do think it's more versatile than a straight CX bike or a mountain bike. And it's going to be slower than a road bike, but it's not as relaxed as a touring bike. So I think it fits right in the middle there. And it's something that you should consider and check out. Go and have a ride and see if it just feels right to you. Question four, any tips for cleaning a white bike? So I have a white bike and I'm kind of struggling to make it really clean. I know any dirt will be more visible compared to other colors, but I'm not sure how to clean it in the first place. Well, I own a white bike and I love it. I own a white car as well. So... I don't really have any problems with a dirty bike, but then again, I don't actually clean it myself. My tips here are to wash, polish, and baby wipe it. You want to start by spraying some degreaser on it. Of course, you've got to be careful that you don't spray too much on the frame or it's too crazy strong and it's just going to burn through the paint or something. But if you spray some degreaser on the trouble bits leave it for a little bit and wash it off and then you want to spray on some truck wash and then you want to leave that and hit that with a sponge or a brush or whatever you use to get into the frame and then you want to hose that off and then you want to use some polish of some sort it means that you can keep it smooth and the dirt is just going to wipe off and not have a chance to stick to it but that is sort of the quick version of how to clean a bike the red hot tip here is using wet wipes on the frame and drivetrain everywhere. I got this tip a few years ago now from Wade Cycling Tips. And I've got to say, it has saved me a lot of time in between washes where I could get my bike to a point where it's basically, it's at an acceptable level of cleanliness when I go out to a bunch ride and it's not embarrassing. I now have a baby, so I have an absolute stockpile of baby wipes and they do wonders. I don't know what it is. Maybe you have to choose the right one, but they're not going to damage your frame because they're just soap in them and they're not crazy strong deodorants or whatever. And for whatever reason, they just work wonders. Sometimes you have to get out a few more than you want to get out or whatever, but really, instead of getting out a bucket of sponge and some sprays and you just do a quick wipe down after every ride, with your baby wipes, it will be good to go and it won't even get into a dirty state where any stains can bake into the frame or stay on the frame and become harder to clean. So that's my red hot tip. Question five, how do you get over boredom of riding the same roads over and over again? I've got to the point where I'm putting off going out and training because I'm bored of riding on the same old flat boring roads. How do you guys cop with it? I think you meant how do you guys cope with it anyway same roads different objectives is my main answer here or at least a different episode to my favorite podcast it really comes down to personality initially for me and me i like consistency i don't mind riding on the same roads because i can learn the road well and i know what to expect so for me i would be looking at other reasons for why you are finding this road boring because obviously roads are a bit of the problem and it's impacting your training but maybe you're bored of training i would say that it sounds like you're right in the middle of the grind where it's not always pleasurable to go out and be out on your bike but if you want to continue you have to find some way through this and to find some way to continue if that's what you want to do 
I really think that looking at your motivation is going to help you here. Motivation changes over time. So asking the following questions at certain points now and in the future may help realign your motivation to your end game. So there's three questions that I've got here. Number one, why do you train? What do you think about it? What makes you passionate about training? If you answer these questions, you'll get to the heart of exactly why you're doing it. That may be the first trigger to figuring out exactly how you can get out on these roads and just ignore the fact that they're boring roads and get into the mindset of this is what you have to do in order to be where you want to be. Number two, it gets a little more specific. When you're out training on the roads, what sounds, words, images, and thoughts do you have? What phrases pump you up? Get excited about the parts that you like. Think about on these roads, what is it that exactly pumps you up when you're out there? Is it that you love doing two-minute intervals or you love doing sprints or you love doing long rides and coming home smashed? Or what is it that these roads help you do that you love? And if you can identify different snippets of this, whether they are words or phrases that get you excited, write them all down. And number three is try and identify the situations in training where you really struggle. So this is the opposite of number two. Write down some situations where you have motivational problems. Obviously for you, it's flat roads. It's the same roads, but there might be other things that you're struggling with, getting up on cold mornings, finding it hard to get going on ergo days, not out on the roads. And then you want to match the two. So you take your answers from question three and what you've written down for question two, and you match them together. You're going to have keywords and phrases, and you write down what keyword you will use for each particular situation. For example, say you're thinking about the flat roads and they're boring, but let's think about the sprint example. Sprints get you absolutely pumped. And so when you are sprinting, you're feeling so pumped and energized and ready to go and you're feeling the burn that you just get out there and you're like, hell yeah, like it's just an absolute pumping feeling when you're doing this. So then... Why not link hell yeah to a situation when you're out on the road and you're just riding along, you feel like you're losing power, you're getting bored and distracted. Why not just keep repeating hell yeah, hell yeah, just to get you through that initial lull and then take on something else. Then you get into your intervals or then you get into other parts of your ride that can be a little more mentally stimulating. So that's a bit of a process and maybe you will identify that you don't even like training to begin with or solo training, or whatever it is. And hopefully you can start to pinpoint exactly what it is. And if you want to change it, this is giving you some ideas of how to change it. But if you don't want to change it, then maybe it's time to take up some other sport, do something else. But having this arsenal will hopefully drive you to get over any physical or mental barriers that you're encountering. And I do want to make a note that this isn't a miracle. And I'm I'm sure I'm not saying anything that's not obvious here, but it won't make your training any easier. But it is going to help you get through situations more effectively. And as a bit of an exercise as well, I would ask these questions about your racing and whether racing is something that you want to explore your motivations for at this moment in time. That's the end of the show. And again, I just want to remind you that I have a free giveaway. I'm running it until November 1, 2016, where you can get the ultimate cycling and training analysis package with some great software and training from myself, even if I do say so for myself. If you head over to semiprocycling.com forward slash giveaways forward slash training, 
or check out the show notes where you're listening right now. You can enter for nothing and hopefully you win this prize. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And of course, ride well. Thank you.